Good morning. This is Dina Marie, host of the Voice of the Shepherd and Faith Moments with a morning blend saint moment on Mater Day Radio. On Wednesday, February 22nd, the Roman Catholic Church transitions out of ordinary time and enters into the season of Lent with Ash Wednesday. How can we prepare for this penitential season in the church, and how can the lives of the saints help us on our journey to Christ? With me today to help us embrace the Lenten season and to learn more about the lives of the saints is Jesuit priest, Father James Kubicki. Welcome, Father James, and we're preparing for this 40-day feast, and already we're going to have some saints get us going on this Lenten journey of faith. That's right. So we celebrate the uh, Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent on the 22nd, and then the 23rd in the church calendar, we have one of the early Christians. Uh, He was, I call it a second generation Christian, St. Polycarp, because he was a disciple of the apostle St. John. So he learned firsthand from an eyewitness of Jesus' uh, crucifixion and resurrection, Jesus' teaching and healings, He learned firsthand about the love of God revealed in Jesus. And so it's it's wonderful that we celebrate him right after celebrating Ash Wednesday and the beginning of Lent. And the reason I say that is because on Ash Wednesday, I like to say this, that the church puts death right in our face, Mm -hmm. right on our foreheads. We get ashes. And while ashes are a sign of penance, Uh, throughout history, into the Old Testament times, before Jesus, people would show their sorrow for sins by sprinkling ashes on themselves. We also see ashes as a reminder of our mortality, that we're not going to live forever. And so I always prefer the uh, invocation. There's actually two invocations that can be used on Ash Wednesday. The one I prefer is, remember you are dust and to dust you will return. Because that's a reminder that um, we don't live forever. Uh, While we're made in the image and likeness of God, we are also physical creatures who get older, who lose their vitality, who get sick, and who eventually die. And the reason I I love the fact that St. Polycarp, we celebrate him this year, the day after Ash Wednesday, is because he lived a good long life. He was bishop of a town in Asia Minor, what is now Turkey. The town was Smyrna. And uh, he lived to the age of 86. And when Christians were being persecuted and rounded up to be killed, he was brought forward. And uh, he was given one last opportunity to show that he was renouncing his Christian faith. And his friends, you know, looking out for his physical good, encouraged him. And they said, look, you know, just go through the motions of offering a sacrifice to the idols, of of eating, you know, meat that is sacrificed there. And uh, he he had a wonderful way of putting it. Uh, he, He said, you know, that if after 86 years, he were to show that he was disloyal to Christ, who had been so loyal and faithful to him, what kind of witness would that give? to the people there. And they would think, you know, this this man clearly didn't believe in Jesus and didn't have faith, even as he was approaching the end of his life at, at 86. He thought, how many more days, weeks, months, years am I going to have at the age of 86? Why should I hold on to the little bit of life that I have left 
and give such a disloyal witness to Jesus. And so he refused to go, to go and sacrifice to the idols. And in, in time, he was uh, placed on a pyre of fire, and it, it was set ablaze, uh, but it didn't harm him. They say that the blaze went all around him, and it was like an oven. And in that oven, his body shone like um, uh, gold uh, being uh, purified. Uh, so he's a great example to us, I think, Dean Emery, that you're never too old to give witness to Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And if if it was that this is the only life we have, then these um, these people saying, well, why don't you just don't really worry about your faith? But we know the truth. And when we know the truth and we encounter Jesus, we know it's all about Christ. It's all about eternal life. And I cannot um, offend my Lord. I cannot turn away from God. I cannot offend the God who made me. And so what a great witness of St. Polycarp. And there's these different um, practices we have in Lent, you know, prayer and fasting and almsgiving, just kind of emptying ourselves. And I see St. Polycarp is one of those who emptied himself. He just continued to stand firm and what in a weaker body, we talked earlier about the world day of the sick and those who are sick and suffering, but he was willing to be courageous, uh, all for Christ, all for Christ. That's right. And, you know, it was the love of Christ. He had been touched by the love of God that came through Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, hearing about the crucifixion firsthand from John, who was an eyewitness to it. Um, his heart was moved that he gave his entire life to Jesus. And so, you know, for us uh, to enter into the spirit of Lent, uh, it's not simply a kind of spiritual gymnastics, but the motivation for us should be to know the love of Jesus in a deeper way through our prayer, which will lead us to want to discipline ourselves, to let go of those things that are obstacles to our, our loving God, uh, maybe that have become kind of an idol for us. It might be food or drink or whatever it might be. And then, you know, as we pray and offer sacrifice fast, we also then have in mind charitable acts, almsgiving, where through our prayer, we're moved to see others the way Jesus sees them and to want to meet their needs. And perhaps by giving up uh, something during Lent, uh, we save some money and we can use that money to uh, offer alms for those who are in greater need than we are. You know, Father James, I think about St. Polycarp's situation and even those people that he loved encouraged him, you know, don't rock the boat. Let's just, you know, we want to preserve your life, but aren't we caught up sometimes, whether it's in a work situation or it's in a school situation, you know, don't rock the boat. Maybe you're, you're seeing something that is, is offending God, whether it's one of, one of his 10 commandments or how we're treating the dignity of human life. And there's this pressure from the culture. Well, don't rock the boat. Uh, but we do need to stand firm in the truth, even when it does cause some controversies around us. Boy, that is so well said, Dean Marie. You know, the word martyr, which uh, St. Polycarp was, um, means witness. And we may not be called to witness in the same way that Polycarp was, where our lives are being threatened, we're being persecuted. But we're all called to witness. It might be within our families in a difficult situation. It might be in the workplace. Uh, 
wherever it may be, the way we recreate, the entertainment that we engage in, um, we're called to be witnesses. And we should never do something or say something that we would be ashamed of, of Jesus hearing or seeing if we were walking with him each day. And we should be cognizant of that, aware of that, that Jesus is present everywhere. He's with us. So we never want to say or do anything that would give a, a bad witness. And as you said, it, it may, in these times that we live in, be a kind of, we call it a white martyrdom. Red martyrdom means you actually die. You, you're tortured and you die. But it might be another kind of torture. It might be the torture where we feel bad that we have to say something that uh, will create some, will rock the boat, will we'll stir up some of the waters. But we always want to do it with love. So the word is to speak the truth, but do it with love, never harboring any kind of resentment, uh, not hitting people over the head with the truth, but in a gentle sort of way, presenting it to them. Right. Well, St. Polycarp is great uh, example for us as we enter into Lent. And I think about as we close just our candidates and catechumens, those who are preparing for the sacraments at Easter Vigil, these are the last few weeks for them, for their sponsors, for the teams that really lead them, and for all of us to be those witnesses, that they are on the road to baptism for many, to First Holy Communion and Confirmation, that we want to be good witnesses to those who are coming to prepare to become part of the body of Christ. That's right. Our communities are, you know, little incubators for those people joining the faith. And so we want to make sure that it's a good environment for them as they prepare to be baptized during the Easter season. Well, as we enter into the Lenten season, and we'll have you back as we continue into these weeks of Lent, will you help us close this day uh, with your prayer and blessing, Father James? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus, for his own example of fasting for 40 days and being tempted. We ask you to keep us strong and keep us strong in our Lenten practices so that we may be prepared to witness to our faith when we renew our baptismal promises at Easter. And we ask your blessing upon all of us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father James. Have a blessed Lenten season. We'll be talking with you soon. Sounds good, Dina Marie. Goodbye.